Money, happy release day to you. Uh, long time coming because we did see your EP a little bit before this, but I have to assume you're very excited for Big Money coming out today. Yeah, definitely. And it's a uh, BET weekend. So, you know, it, time is um, the way it was set up is everything is perfect. Right. The single Big Money came out two weeks ago. Did you know when you were recording Big Money that that was the focus single to name the album after? Um, I knew it was a focus. I didn't know it was the focus single to name the um the album after. But when I heard the beat, the beat sound real cinematic. So I was like, this is going to be a, a hot song and it's probably going to be one of them ones. Right. Does the beat usually come first for you or is it sometimes you're pairing the lyrics with the beat? Sometimes I'm pair. It, it depends. It's 50 50. Sometimes you might have a, um, a starting line for a song and you know that starting line is so crazy that it's going to be a hard song. And then sometimes you hear a beat and you know that that beat is going to be the leader for that hard song, too. Do you do any of the recording at home? All of it. I do all of it at home. Really? OK, that is so interesting to me because you have this career where you're commercially successful yet you're a business genius. I called you the genius. You didn't say you're a genius. That's that's me right here. Yeah, for sure. The career that you have right now, is this where you thought that you would be five, six years ago? Like, did you have it all mapped out in your head? At first I was a little unsure. And then after um, a few years went by and when I got the money to actually put behind myself, I knew it was gone. I knew it was gonna take over. I was like, you know what? There's no stopping. The music sound good. So it's just out of here. But you've been calling your own shots successfully. Like a lot of other artists need that genius entrepreneur guy who's going, okay, this is what you're going to do. And this is what you're going to do. Did you know from the beginning, hey, it's me calling the shots? Yeah, definitely. I knew from the beginning. But when I got with Empire, you know, it, it was kind of like a collaborative effort um, because they just take what I do and they just magnify it and then um, make sure whatever I'm doing, I do it bigger. So, but either either way from the beginning, I was calling the shots. I was, I knew what was going on because I kind of um, studied the game and then I knew where I was going to place the music, market it, all that type of stuff. Then when I got with Empire, we started working together on everything. When did you first start to notice that you were good with finances? I was good with finances young because probably like, I'm talking about like 12 years old because, um, I always kept money. So to keep money, you got to be able to save it and know what right. to do with it and how to work it. So I always kept money in my pocket. Were you always specifically interested in like cryptocurrency or did you start off with stocks? No, I never I never got to figure out what stocks was. Stocks never really interested me. I I, look, I thought it was kind of boring maybe. Um, but until I seen the wolf on Wall Street, when I seen the wolf on Wall really? Street, I was like, okay, let me... Let me check into this. Oh, when I heard his story. But um, crypto was the first thing I really got into because I was on the other side of it. You know, crypto was really only for like people who was back then. It wasn't only for on the dark side of it. But yeah. I was in I was on the dark side and I was like, I needed crypto to kind of move this around and that around. So when did you first get online? I say that because you were so early into crypto. Most people who are serious about the Internet maybe learned about it four years ago, five years ago? Oh, I, I heard about it when it was, when it was, um before it was so big because I don't know why I heard about it. I don't know how I stumbled upon the internet, but it was some people doing some things that I really can't say. And they were talking <laughs> about the internet and I was just paying attention from then on. 
I, I'm a private investigator, so I know that you're talking about the dark web right there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was your introduction to the internet? Like, were you an AOL kid or a prodigy kid or what? Oh, no, nah, I was on, um, I seen AOL, like the end of AOL, that's when I started getting online because I used to have to um, look certain things up on the internet just to see like definite, I, I knew it was easier to look up stuff for, um, for information. So that's how I got on there. I was looking it up early. That was the end of, was it AOL? I think it was AOL. Hmm. AOL was a search engine, right? AOL was like an online service where you had the screen name and you instant message but it also had the search engine part. Yeah, exactly. Yep, yep. I, I came in at the end of that. Nice. So now at this point in time, when you're doing interviews, you must have to go, do they want to talk to me about the music or the money? <laughs> when did you start to notice that people want to talk to you about the finance stuff? Because, hey, Forbes loves you now. They all love you in the finance world. Um, I started noticing that about a year and a half ago because I used to um get online and you know I used to give people tips on how to um boost their credit and stuff like that. But it was just because when I found out, I was just spreading the word to some of my people. I was like, hey, you know, you can kind of finesse the system or you can find this little glitch right here. And that's all I was explaining to people. So once they caught wind of that, they started coming to me and asking me for things. I don't say I'm a financial advisor or nothing like that because I don't have no, I don't have a degree in that or anything like that. It's just certain things um, that I found out that you can kind of take advantage of. And I just spread the word on it. Do you do startup investing? Yeah, I, I do startup investing. Um, If I find something that I like, that's basically what I'm doing in crypto. If you invest in crypto, that's startup investing because a lot of these companies' technology isn't even developed yet. So you kind of startup investing. So um, I'm just a fan of startup investing all the way around the board. Wow. So I have to imagine you're very, very busy at the moment because most people who have platinum and multi-platinum singles, they have to focus on creating the next great thing and doing the tour in support of it. But you also have to watch your money and you also have other investments going on. So it seems like you must be on your phone all day and all night. Yeah. You know, you know, it's so crazy when I'm moving around, I just got my phone playing. Um, what do you call it? Um, just countless information. I'm just intaking countless information every day. I really need to give my brain a rest because I'm all day, every day when I'm working out, yeah. when I'm walking around, I'm just intaking information. I'm never not intake. Even when I'm going to sleep, I got the phone playing some type of new information. So it's just really, it's becoming a lot to kind of handle. Nice. Well, big money. It's out today. Do you already have ideas for your next album in store? Yeah, I got my um next album. It's going to be called Blackout. I might change it though, because I drop EPs in between albums. So, but for right now, the next one is called Blackout and it's gonna go crazy. We also got a deluxe coming soon. For this album right here, we're gonna drop a deluxe as well. Wow, so you record at home, you're already working on the next stuff. So do you have a full-time engineer that you go, it's two in the morning, you're thinking, and you go, get on the computer right now because we're recording? No, I, I, could, I know how to record myself. I already got a template set, it's ready to go. I can wake up out my bed, go upstairs and record. Or I can sleep in the studio on the couch, get up and record because I'm ready to record at all times. I got so much music I want to get out. Um, and then, you know, certain times it hits you. I don't feel like booking a studio and doing all this and that. But Gazi, um, which is the uh, CEO of Empire, he mixes my music. Like he puts the final, final touches on it. He did for this album and the album before that. He's been mixing the song. So I recorded myself, then I send it off. Do I have it correct that there's an NFT that's also out today? 
Yep, this is probably like my third NFT. And we just get, no, we sold the limited amount and you got access to the um, Empire Brunch, which is the BET After Awards party with a lot of celebrities and stuff like that. Wow, okay. So having all this activity now, because you put out an EP two months ago, how far ahead do you plan your music? Like, are you already thinking about 2024? Yeah, I'm already thinking about 2024. I'm already thinking about how many, how much music I want to make. Um, I want to make as many songs as I can quality as possible. So I, I always have like, when I drop an album, I always probably got like 10 or 20 extra songs left over, 30 songs maybe, it depends. I can have a year's worth of songs left over, but the subject matter I'm talking about is always relevant, no matter if it's a year later, because of the uh, sports references I talk about, the right. um, any references I talk about, it's always it's always a little bit ahead. So you can put it out next year. The sports references cracks me up a little bit because I remember on the on say the Ludacris album Word of Mouth when he's talking about Lorenzo Kennett and you go mm, that reference did not maybe hold up. Nah. <laughs> make a good point there that maybe the sports references are dated. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Unless, unless you know how to put it in there, like, cause I, I make a lot of sports references, but I, I, I reference like current players. Like I might reference Anthony Edwards yeah. or Tom Moran or, um, you know, somebody, nobody knows Spencer Dimwitty. Yeah. Um, that, those are references that people would be like, you gotta be a real NBA fan to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> totally. Are sports, is sports your number two? Like, in other words, is it, is it music, money, then sports? Is that your number three? Where does it rank with hobbies? Sports is up there because I listen to sports all day. I work out a lot and listen to sports shows all day. That's why I say I'm, I'm taking a lot of information all day. I'm listening to new music. I'm listening to sports. I'm listening to crypto. I'm listening to this type of financial advice. And I'm looking at a movie all in one day. That's a lot of stuff. So you got your head got to have a lot of bandwidth to be intaking all that every day. I can name all the sports players. I can name over a thousand cryptos probably. I can, uh, it's just crazy. You get what I'm saying? It's insane. And then another cool thing about big money is great features on it. Gerbo, Benny the Butcher. At this point in time, is there an A&R person who's saying you should work with these people or is it just organic and friends and that's, it happens naturally? No, actually um, Empire will suggest some people who kind of fit like, who kind of got the same kind of like morals as me or code of ethics. And then I got personal rappers who like, I rock with their music. Like I had Nardo Wick on there. I like his music. I had G Herbo on there. I like G Herbo music. Right. Well, let me ask you about your old musical influences. How old school do you go? I don't go that old school, but I will go old school. Um, just to listen to the sound. Cause I'm a fan of music all the way around the board. I just love, like good music. It doesn't have to just be rap. It could be Afro beat. It could mm -hmm. be class, like old school music. It could be whatever. I'm just a fan of good music. Do you have music playing 24 seven when you're around? I ask it because a lot of musicians, singers, rappers, etc., that I speak with don't listen to any music. They go, if I'm on tour, that's enough music for me. Oh no, I got to listen to some type of music. Like, all right, so you know how I listen to the sports references, the crypto. Yeah. whatever financial type shit um and all that other type shit i still gotta fit music in there um 
while I'm running or while I'm working out, or I have weeks, I have a week where I just listen to podcasts and all that type of stuff, then a week where I just listen to music, but I gotta listen to music. I have to. You are ranking as maybe the most interesting person that I've ever interviewed because it seems like there is no off switch with you and you know everything that's going on. Have you always been this mentally active? And by that, I mean, did you have a, a wake up call at a certain point when I got to learn stuff or as a kid, were you always reading and looking around? No, it always, it switched on when I was young. It's always been just get information get information, keep getting information. I don't know what that's about, but I just gotta, I gotta keep feeding myself information. Um, and that's, it just, stuff just interests me. So I just listen to stuff all day, whether it's music, whether it's podcast, anything. I'm just listening to stuff all day. Is there somebody on your staff who almost like a talk show host gets the newspapers and goes, this is happening, this is happening, where somebody goes, this is the interesting stuff. Do you have one of those? No, I just really stay in the loop. Like I found a way to stay in the loop. Oh, people, people do tell me stuff. Let me, let me not say that, but, but for the most part, I stay in the loop. Like I got, it's all kind of alerts going off so I can, um, I don't know. I just figured it's a lot of stuff to know out here. So I just, I don't think I'm a know-it-all or anything like that. It's just, um, I just want to learn information, certain information. Well, down to the last two questions here, because the world wants to speak to you today on your release date. Uh, my first question is, you had the gold single LLC. When did you start your first LLC? I started my first LLC when I started uh, Black Circle, which was like, um, no, I started my first LLC, matter of fact, when I was probably like 17, Cause I had a record label back then. I just had to have a guardian um, sign off with me, I believe. But I learned about it early and I found that out myself. Um, Cause I got expelled from high school, right? I got expelled from high school when I was 14. Yeah. Um, you know, my school, it was, it was bad. It was bad. So, um, you know, I was doing stuff. I was doing whatever everybody else was doing product of my environment. But, um, but um, I found out about LCs because they put us in an alternative school, which was for bad kids. And when I was in that school, we got we learned the most stuff ever. We went to a different country. It was crazy. It was insane. So that's probably what sparked me wanting to know stuff. And then they taught us about businesses. We had like football players and NBA players come to us and teach us about businesses and LLCs when we were like 14 years old. Wow. Well, my last question for you before I let you go. Uh, every time my wife and I start a new TV show, we finish it in three, four days and we go, we need a new show. Uh, can you give me a TV recommendation or two for something we should be watching? What kind of stuff do you like? Like what kind of TV shows do you like? We like dumb and smart. We like comedy, documentary, action. We like the boys. We like bust down. We like it all. What do you See, got? I like everything. I, I watch everything too. Like I was watching a show called C where the whole world had went blind and then they was going to war with each other. I ain't gonna lie, I like violent TV shows. So I'm not the one to kind of suggest anything. Like I like Breaking Bad. Sure. I like, um, um, what was the Mexican drug lord? His- um, Narcos. Huh? Uh, is that Narcos or are you the, the guy- El Chapo. It was one about El Chapo. Oh, nice. El Chapo had a series and he had a documentary. I watched the uh, made up series and I watched the documentary. So I watch a lot of um, shows, everything. I watch everything on there. Sci-fi, I watch everything. Cool. Comedy. Yeah, cool. Now I know. Well, Monty, 
Congratulations. Looking forward to everything that's come to you, whether it's an NFT, an album, a mixtape, an EP, a movie, a new company you're starting up, whatever it is. Best yep. of luck and hope to see you live in New York in the near future. Already. I'm going to get a unison answer there, but how's everyone doing today? We're doing Great. good. <laughs> How are you? I think I'm good. I'm in New York. Is everyone in Los Angeles today? Yes, yes. we're in Los Angeles. You're I'm... in the midst of a New Yorker over here. <laughs> making egg and cheese. Yes, I, I, I lived in New York for three years, so I, I love New York. I'm, I'm trying to figure out the background behind you. Is that Echo Park? I actually have no idea. Know. It's a blue screen. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Whoever sees this in comments, they'll tell me if that's the Echo yes. Park yeah. yes. kind of thing there. But uh, either way, uh, we'll start with Vanessa first. Um, what was your favorite part about filming the show? Oh, God, definitely the hard moments. I feel like, you know, as an actor, you learn to cherish every single moment that you film on the show with your castmates. But mm -hmm. the ones that kind of hit you the most and the hardest and also the ones that you learn the most from is the hard moments where you know you're pretty much in tears on set and I've had not really those moments with Artyom because his character and I kind of butt heads at the beginning <laughs> um, but I had a lot of those moments with with uh, Ella because yeah, yeah. our characters we have to go through like a lot of you know amending is that a word amending and we have to go yeah. and a lot of stuff and we have to repair our friendship so yes we take, you know, giant steps in each episode and there's a lot of those scenes and I think those yeah. are my favorite. I'm super excited for everyone to see our relationship on um, and our friendship on screen. Uh, we had this one amazing scene that I remember filming where we were both crying oh, and that man. scene, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to, I haven't seen it yet, but I remember filming it. It was, it was so, so amazing and Vanessa is an incredible scene partner. And I'm so grateful. Mutual appreciation society going on. Uh, already. <laughs> Same question at you, and then I have a follow-up to that, but what, what was your highlight of filming? Oh, I, I just love the story and the heart of the show and being able to shine a light on what a lot of these kids um, go through and also kind of promoting this, this mindset that my character Ella has on life, this seize the day mentality and you have to live every moment to the fullest. I think that that's something a lot of people can learn from, especially me, myself, definitely. And I think that we've all learned a lot from our characters. And I think I, I think that filming this has taught me a lot. And I'm also, I, I think another one of my favorite parts is just working with some amazing people and getting to make some friendships and this bond and a family. Yeah, Ariane, we see some depth through you because you do not immediately get along with Vanessa's character. Is it hard for you to know, hey, we get along in real life, but we're gonna be fighting on screen? You know, sometimes it can be. It's like, oh wait, we're not like friends right now. So I have to like click back into that mindset. But it's just, it's always, it's just easy now since I've been like doing it for so long. Mm -hmm. So being able to like flip the switch and like, I'm Kai, I'm Arteons, it's just easier. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of moments with um, me and Arteon where well, I guess me and Kai, because that's a character, um, where it's like in the beginning, it's more of like awkward moments, but there definitely is an underlying that Jimena doesn't really like Kai that much because like me and Ella were like the original duo and now it's them two and I'm kind yeah. of being shunned out. So, I mean, right off the bat, I'm like definitely iffy about him. There's a lot of awkward moments. I'm sure you've seen in episode one and you know, then there's like, a, there isn't like a jealousy. fight, but like then there's jealousy and like, we don't like each other. You know, the only thing that we have in common is her. And that's the only reason why we're like, 
you know, forced to hang out kind of, but we'll see how that evolves. Yeah. <laughs> so Lily is popular both on screen and off screen. That's what I'm learning. Pretty. Uh, I can't hear you say. Wow. No, we love we love each other. Like, You're so us. mean. No, Lily's the best. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, so obviously, this is the best show on Apple. We all know that. But I'm curious, what's the second best show on Apple? We'll start with Vanessa first. I have my. I don't know, but I've gotten a lot of auditions for Mr. Corman, and I've read a lot of them scripts every single time I got an audition. So I'm gonna have to say Mr. Corman. And also, I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So. I, I would have to say mine is my, my mom and I watched the morning show together um, and it is so incredible. Um, Reese Witherspoon is my idol. I love her so much. So definitely I'd go with morning show. I'm going to have to admit that I've not been watching a lot of Apple. <laughs> wow. I'm so sorry. Shun. I don't even know what to say. Um, our show our show life by ella <laughs> they're gonna make him sell t-shirts to you guys now <laughs> i haven't been watching much apple but i need to get into it you do it's the best yeah get and it. Ardeon, um did you were in some of those great televised musicals that we saw on nbc were those filmed here in new york on long island no they were not it was actually here and they would just get like snow and like real snow wait which which one are you a christmas, christmas story, story. Yeah. It was yeah. just real snow. So it I watched. Like I watched that there. live before I had met him. So oh, he's so good. He can. He can sing. He can dance. <laughs> Were you sing? <laughs> yes. Well, yes, yes. He can. So that's actually my <laughs> next question or point of curiosity here. Uh, when I was a kid, you know, a hundred years ago, <laughs> actors usually could just act. They couldn't also sing and dance. And now, anytime you see a professional actor under the age of 18. They can act, sing, dance, speak four languages, etc. <laughs> I was curious, who else sings among you? I, I do. I um I played Matilda on the national Broadway tour of Matilda the Musical. Wow. Um, so I started out in theater. So I sing, I dance, I act. I just, I'm a theater kid at heart. So I definitely like singing, dancing, and acting is definitely like my thing. I will do all three of it. I'll do, I'll do all three of them. Um, but yeah, no, I think it's, I love singing. I, music is something I'm incredibly passionate about. So. Yeah, earlier today, she just sent me like a song she wrote through text. And she <laughs> wanted me to play it on the boom. So yeah. Yeah, I actually like did like the before project of MJ the musical, which was really you fun. You did not. How did I not know about this? It was very fun. And I had to sing, dance, and act. So Nowadays, everything you just you need to learn how to know how to do everything because yeah, or at you never least know be willing to, to you know because yeah. like just being open to the idea of maybe because like I'm not the best dancer but I'm open <laughs> to the idea of like going and taking a dance class and just just to like help improve my skills and be able to do it if I get asked one day. <laughs> I mean, well, here you go. What I've learned is everyone gets along just fine. Everyone's doing great work. Everyone's really talented, and I look forward to seeing what you are all doing in the near future, even if it's not made in New York. <laughs> thank, thank you so you. much. Bye. It was so nice meeting you. Matt, Logan, Josh, a pleasure to be speaking with all three of you. I'm expecting a, a unison response when I say, how's your day going? Great. Great. Perfect. Oh. Darren. <laughs> well, thank you very much. How you today? Today. today? Things. Perfect unison. We nailed it. No, awesome. Know the drill right there. All right, thank you for the time. <laughs> My pleasure there. Uh, first question I'll throw to Logan. Logan, 
What was your highlight of making this show? Is there an immediate memory that comes to mind? Probably the crew and cast members. Like it, like every day was a great day on set. And I feel like just going to set in the mornings, it, it was always a good experience and everybody just made the day so much better, so. Do you remember how long it took to film the series? Well, I don't remember exactly how long it was, but I do remember that I went out to LA. I flew out to LA in September and then I flew back home to New Jersey in December. Mm -hmm. sure. yep. That's it. Nailed it. That's it. He nailed it. Josh, for you, experience highlight that you can relay as well? I think that when we filmed the pilot, which is kind of about Josh's first day of school. And it is so similar to my real first day transferring to public right. school. There was several moments uh, throughout that period of filming when I would look around and be like, whoa, that, that, that happened to me. And like, look at all of these people gathered here in this weird soundstage to reenact <laughs> my life. Uh, and that was pretty surreal, but also pretty amazing. Matt. How did this project come your way? And by that, I mean, people have ideas, but getting them actually made into a show is a whole different ballgame. So can you walk me through the process of that? Sure. I mean, what helped is the initial idea was not my idea. Uh, so Josh uh, has written two memoirs, or at least two. Yeah. Uh, production company Muse USA, who's involved with the project, optioned his memoirs, and, they, and Josh spoke, and they wanted to take this section of his life going from homeschool to public school and turn it into a, a kids and family series. So I met with Muse, we I, you know, read Josh's book and was drawn to the story for so many ways. Uh, so sorry, was drawn to the story for so many reasons. And we just kind of all got together, talked and said, yeah, let's, let's do it. Uh, Josh, those are some of the great credits that you have. And Matt himself has some great credits. Family Guy is in there. Does the is. Family Guy credits, do those help or do those hurt him in your eyes? In, in my eyes? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Tread lightly, man, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, Matt brings such a, a depth of comedic television writing chops to the show that in my mind, it, it helps enormously. Like any, any comedy that he's a part of, let alone, you know, like, I don't know, one of the most popular comedies of our era, um, you know, to, to have a guy like that as our showrunner, I think it's a, it's a pretty great gift. For sure. Uh, Logan, when they say Josh, do you turn around? Oh, yeah. A lot of times. I mean, just on set, uh, Josh, Josh, Josh. I mean, I, I, I get I was getting called Josh like all the time on set. So anytime uh, somebody says Josh, I always turn my head well, even because I like I'm just I'm just used to it. And even the character Josh is so much like me just in real life and on set. Even today, when people direct questions to Josh, yeah, Logan, I, yeah, like, Logan, oh, it's, oh, me, Josh, yeah, okay. yeah, it's it's confusing because yeah, then it'd be like in the writers' room, or you know, I'm a writer and there's also a character, right? So we're always talking about like character Josh versus real Josh, right? And I had to be like me, real Josh would think this, but like let's think about this thing for character Josh. Mm -hmm. it was this very weird meta experience? Yeah, there's character Josh. There's somebody playing the character Josh, and there's an actual Josh. So it was very. <laughs> it's a trifecta. Yeah, yeah lots of do you, do you fix that by going, this is Josh one and this is Josh two? Do you put numbers? Uh, literally, it would usually be like character Josh, real Josh, or like Logan playing Josh. Yeah, it was just, yeah. Yeah, he's real Josh. 
that's his yeah. in effect his name on set yeah yeah and uh throwing this one to to real josh um yeah. how much would you say of the show is written you know if there is going to be more episodes and so forth do you know hey we got six more seasons do you think that far ahead well fortunately i'm several decades older than our actor josh so yeah i've got i've got decades worth of seasons I, you know at least 20 uh, up my sleeve darren but yeah i think you know the um the book that the the show is based on is, is kind of my journey from losing my leg up till going to the paralympics as a ski racer so yeah i mean we imagine that if if we were to get more seasons of the show we'd love to see josh go on some of the journeys that i did uh in in my own adolescence uh, becoming a motivational speaker and a ski racer and eventually becoming a competitive ski racer Outrocast.